Creepy and Geeky. Welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and today we're continuing our look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, otherwise known as the MCU. On today's episode, Kat Valor returns to talk all about Iron Man 2. Kat is the co-host of Slasher Radio and a writer whose debut book, Revenge Arc, is available for pre-order now and will be released in August. Welcome back to the show, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, always good to have you on. Hopping over to the geeky side for a change. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that so many people who've been on the creepy side are coming over to the geeky side. So hopefully that means, uh, you know, some of the audience will as well. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, So, yeah. So we are talking about uh, uh, Iron Man 2, um, which, you know, is a movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, that's how I would describe I, it a movie. Yeah, I, 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 you know, we'll get we'll get deeper into it. But my my feelings are that it's it's okay. It it, you know, it's early MCU, so they were still kind of finding their footing and figuring out what they were doing. Um, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, it it's not terrible by any means. I think that there's a lot of good in it. And, uh, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get into that. Yeah. So, um, um, I also, I think it's uh, okay. I have an interesting, um, <laughs> history, I guess, back and forth with this one, uh, right. cause it's ranked kind of all over, uh, my, <laughs> as the MCU has expanded, the placement right. of this one has kind of shifted. And, and I think it's really interesting, um, because a lot of the, and, and I'm not here, I'm, I'm not going to bash the MCU. I, I like the MCU for the most part um <laughs> but I I will say it's very interesting because a lot of for a while this was like dead last in my rankings oh wow um, okay and I think it's really interesting that even though I've gotten more fond of the movie uh in comparison to you know the MCU rankings like where it stands I, a lot of the issues that I have with this are issues there. I, I think they're very indicative of issues that I would grow to have later with the MCU. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's it. It was an interesting <laughs> re- rewatch because I hadn't seen this one for a while. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I, I think I'd watched part of it recently, but not the whole thing. I was kind of doing, I was kind of bouncing around. I like, the MCU movies tend to be my go to bed movies. <laughs> so yeah. it's just cause they're just cause they're, you know, I, I know what to expect out of them. I've seen most of them so many times that, uh, you know, I can, I can easily fall asleep to them. And so, uh, it's, I, I don't, uh, for me, I don't have as large a problem with the MCU as maybe a lot of people do. Um, yeah. for me, Marvel comic books has been a huge thing for me uh, my whole life. I've always been a big Marvel fan uh, on the comic side of things. And then once they started doing the MCU, once Iron Man came out and they started connecting everything, it just was like game on for me. (laughs) So because I was just super excited about it and uh, to finally see um, them attempt to do something in in the way that the the comic books have had where you get all these crossovers and, and all that. So it was nice. And, and when looking at this one in particular, you know, this is still building like, you know, this first phase is all about building up to the Avengers and building up to the greater MCU as a whole. Right. So it's, it's, you know, sure. We get the introduction of uh, black widow, uh, who becomes you know a pretty big presence um, from here on out, uh, but it's uh, you know it's it's not de- it's definitely not as crossovery as 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 things get later, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah it, it's not i i will say i do think this it's not my least favorite uh black widow appearance but it was okay. not a great start for her as a character <laughs> Uh, and I don't even think that's her fault. I, I don't even think it's the movie's fault. I think that uh, phase one MCU, like you said, they're still kind of trying to find their footing, you know? Yeah. Like, they have, they've gotten so outrageously massive at this point that we forget that there was a time, phase one, where this was, like, still new ground, you know? They, yeah. They weren't guaranteed all these movies. They didn't have, you know, the, like, out outrageous ungodly budget for each individual right. one of these movies that they have now you know like they were still big productions but they weren't as ingrained into society so like i i don't think that the movie you know because who knew when iron man 2 came out the conglomerate that this was going to end up being you know this right is just, uh, yeah such an every it's such a part of everyday life now but so i think with black widows it's one of the things that i've held kind of against this movie for a long time because i do really like black widow uh and i i always kind of felt like her introduction was cheated a little bit uh being kind of like a subplot of iron man 2 right. but i don't think it's iron man 2's fault you know i i think they were just kind of trying to dip their toes into that uh crossover territory right. in a more aggressive way than we had seen in the first couple of installations and I, and i think it got everyone where they needed to be even if it was not the strongest black widow star right well what's interesting though and and as much as as much as it like i agree with you that you know it's it's i really don't think the mcu found its footing until after like let's say captain america winter soldier um, once that one kind of that that one kind of solidified things a little bit better for them, and they seemed to finally start figuring things out. Um, you know, I mean, but again, I still think they're trying to figure things out. I think you know th that's what's yeah. been interesting about Marvel for me has been that you know a as it's gone along, they 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 try different things. You know, they they try some stuff that might not work. They're just throwing things out there. And I think that's, what's interesting about it is that while, you know, while they're always building towards something bigger, they are also just trying to tell the individual story. And I think, you know, don't get me wrong. There are definitely movies where they're kind of, you know, where they fumbled that and they've tried to tell a little too much um, to like lay too many um, plot lines down to, um, for the future uh and age of ultron is the biggest most age egregious of one of that one it's just it's yeah. it's it's trying to set up too many plot lines for future things and i think they i think after that they realized and said okay let's pull back a little bit and i think i think it's really interesting that you say that you that winter soldier uh was the one where you, you feel like they start to find their footing and i, I agree i think one of um i you said that you, you didn't have as many issues with the MCU as a lot of people do. Yeah. I'm the people that you're referring to. Cause I do <laughs> as it's, <laughs> I was all in like a thousand yeah. percent in on MCU from Iron Man. I was there. I was, you know, I was so obsessed. Um, and I think we talked about this when we, when we were discussing me coming on for right. Iron Man too, that from this one forward, I was, I have spent like two full phases at midnight releases. Like this was the first <laughs> one and moving forward, I was there opening night you know like in costume ready to go I, I i loved mcu so much and i still i do have a lot of issues with it but one of the things that i do respect that the mcu is doing when they do it is that a lot of these movies you know they do take risks and they are trying new things they're still expanding they're still you know, trying to make it a little bit more like well-rounded uh right which is something that they fumbled in the middle uh but winter soldier specifically i think it's really interesting um because that was where i stopped liking it, it wasn't like where i stopped watching <laughs> but it was where i started to feel the decline of my interest in the mcu interesting um and That's i think early one on reason, too. I, yeah it was kind of early on uh and it was because i didn't like winter soldier much i had a lot of issues oh wow with it. 
Um, and then, and that was kind of where I started. The fans were getting like really excited about it. And I, I could feel that parting of ways where it's like, I think what I'm looking for from the MCU is not the direction that the MCU is headed in, uh, for like popular interests. So that was kind of it, it, but it was a turning point and it, it was because that was where they started to feel, uh, there was a period in the middle there where they started to feel more similar to one another. And one thing that I really yeah. liked about phase one MCU is that even though we had imperfect movies, they all felt so niche to like what they were trying to do. Like each one right. kind of felt like a swing. And uh, and it's something that watching back because I the last time I saw Iron Man 2 uh, was actually in I went to the. Um, the midnight release party for Avengers, actually, they showed all of the movies of phase one in a marathon up until midnight where we got to see Avengers. So uh, I actually saw Iron Man 2 the last time in that theatrical event. And uh, I haven't. So I Avengers. I don't know what year Avengers came out, but it's been that long since I've seen Iron Man 2. And because uh, it was not my favorite. But rewatching it was really interesting because this does, even though I think it was the weakest phase one entry, it has that endearing factor that I do think Marvel lost touch with somewhere along the way, where it's like, even when the swings, even when they're misses, you know, you can tell that they were trying to do something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel like this is the weakest of the first phase. I think that's Incredible Hulk, really. Um, Oh, well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I I have but, a tough time counting Incredible Hulk just because of the recast no, and the like timeline. Yeah. But you're you're correct. It is the Hulk. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, but besides that, I think that, you know, I I, I don't disagree with you about this one being fairly weak. Um this one this one's got a lot of weird stuff going on it. Um it's it's fairly kind of overstuffed too. Like yeah. there's so much going on, like you said, with like with um, Scar uh, with Scar with um Black <laughs> Widow's character being kind of shoehorned in there. Now, to be fair, so in the comic books, you tended to get stuff like this. Like you know, as a comic book reader, I like to always like pop in you know comic book knowledge into these things because that's it's the movies kind of tend to have that it, as a comic book reader myself. I notice these things, and so. You know, when they did introduce a character in the comic books, it would be something kind of like this. You know, it would be somebody on the sidelines, you know, just some character they just they're trying out and seeing if it fits. And then, you know, if the character's popular enough, they'll they'll spin them off into something else or they'll add them to the Avengers or whatever, you know. So so it does feel kind of like that in terms of just, you know, being a comic book reader and and watching that and feeling that that they're they're adding her in like that um but you know in addition to that we've got you know tony's like you know dying from this palladium sickness um we've we've got like he's already suffering problems um and you know it's just weird yeah there's a lot going on and and i feel like they chose a lot of really interesting elements for Tony as a character that they didn't be because there was so much other stuff going on that I think even the contradictions could have worked if it had been a tightly focused character story. Right. And we yeah. just weren't at a phase in the MCU where we could have those. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people pick on Iron Man three, which it has its problems also, but I yeah. do like that they did. They focused in on Tony, which is something that we see them try to do here. And it doesn't really work because there's so much other stuff going on. There's so much going on. I mean, not only that, but we got, (laughs) we got new actors, Rhodey, you know, which is like, okay, which, which is great though, because Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle is so astronomically better than Terrence Howard. I've already expressed on, on, on the first episode about how much (laughs) I was just like, not like a big fan of Terrence Howard in the role. Um, See, I didn't have a problem with Terrence Howard, but I, it's when I think of Freddie, I think of Don Cheadle. Like he does such a good job. Yeah, no, he's just he's just so much better. Like I don't think Terrence Howard did a bad job. I just don't think he was great in the role. And I think that um, Don Cheadle is so much better. Yeah. Um, and then 
and then you know the introduction like the the ma- the major problem i have with this movie more than anything else is just the that mickey rourke is <laughs> while he's a good actor this is not the greatest part for him uh in terms of you know the mcu and and everything else uh it just i don't know i just didn't like the character the character isn't well established and it's it's so I, again, they just, they tried to do so much, you know? I, yeah, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's like, I, it almost feels like they're like, okay, well, we don't know how much more we're going to be able to get through all this. Cause at the time they were still self-financing and still being distributed by Paramount. Yeah. Um, And so it's, it, maybe that was kind of the feeling like, let's just throw everything we can into this. Mm-hmm. Um, So, but it's like, you know, I think they were trying to kind of get away from the, um, you know, the, the, in a way, which they didn't totally get away from it, but I think they were trying to get away from the, and I discussed this in, in the earlier episode about the mirror. What Marvel has an issue with is the, the, the villain who's a dark mirror to, um, the, the hero, basically somebody with yeah. similar powers or whatever. And, um, they, uh, they, just have this like it did they i don't even know what i'm trying to say but with mickey work with whiplash they kind of went away from that but kind of you know doubled down on it as well and i was like well if you're gonna double down on it why not bring in somebody like i don't know crimson dynamo or titanium man you know (laughs) you could have brought in other armored characters who would have been much more interesting or if you were gonna do whiplash don't have him be in an armor have him be you know something else you know so it was just it was just odd they had options and they 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 did yeah they picked one that i (laughs) i think was kind of regrettable Uh, they also did a bad job it so in iron man i we have a clear you know there are it's not even that we have clear villains in the way that we had seen antagonists for superheroes done up to that point because usually it was like one versus one and we don't have like the iron man for a superhero movie at that time had a lot of complexity in the narrative structure which i really appreciated uh so it but there was still like there were still clear-cut you know like bad situations iron man 2 has a lot of like extra layers to it that didn't really need to be there because uh Ivan Vanko like as a we kind of know who he is you know we know he's against Iron Man like we get we know basically what his backstory is but it's nothing that you couldn't put down in like a one or two sentence summary you know and then but we also have to because it's we have to spend so much time talking about you know like the people manipulating him and then like tony's inner demons and the u.s government is also after him and it's like it's not and a justin clear-cut... hammer and yeah yeah justin hammer there's not like a clear-cut uh this is the problem i'm going to fix it and even though that's a direction that you know the mcu has kind of matured into where there are bigger implications to things right. it, it needed to be done gradually which eventually it was but here we're just kind of throwing all that into one movie everything into it to all get resolved by the end and where this would be more of like a multi like this would have like this kind of storyline would have probably worked more on a tv show where you have these multiple layers of stories going on that you know could be resolved at different moments but with this with trying to shoehorn it all into one movie you've got to resolve it all by the end and everything's got to tie together in a way that may or may not work quite as well. So, and, and it made Whiplash really suffer as an antagonist. Yeah. Also, because like it, you could have taken him out of the movie and this more or less would have been the same plot. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you could have just had Ju- Justin Hammer figure out his thing, make them into drones, blah, blah, blah. And then that would have, yeah. that, that would have been just as good without, you know, Ivan Vanko being involved at all. So 
Which sucks, because it's not Ivan Vanko's fault as a character, you know, but it we didn't need him, because, yeah, right. Justin Hammer's already working on the tech, like, he already has most of the drone army done by the time Vanko enters the picture, you yeah. know, and it's like, he does, like, all the final touches for this, but it's not, yeah. it, it, just, it was very lackluster. <laughs> Now, on the good side, we did get, you know, like I said, we did get Don Cheadle and we got War Machine uh, in this one. So that that was a huge plus, uh, you know, I, you know, as a comic book reader, I was never that into War Machine. Uh, but in the movie, he's he's really good. I think, he, you know, it, it comes off a lot better than uh, uh, for me uh, than it did in the in the comic books, because in the comic books, I'm like, why do we need another armored dude? <laughs> we already have Iron Man. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you know, in this instance, it makes a lot of sense. You know, they've got to, you know, take down a huge army of uh, uh, drones. So it's a, uh, you know, it's I don't know. It's it's so funny too watching like you know these first two Iron Man movies and just seeing where Tony's status was like you know between the two between like the first one obviously you know he's famous you know but you know by the time of Iron Man 2 there's been you know to, the first Iron Man movie came out in 2008 the second one came out in 2010 and there's been this you know gap and you know he's apparently been very prolific in maintaining peace through his Iron Man armor and everything and you know that causes consternation with the US government or at least with you know some specific people in the government who want to take his armor away from him yeah. um and we find out why later um in another movie uh <laughs> Just why that one person is really out to get him. Um, but it's it's interesting because we you you see Tony at like an even higher like status than he was before. Um, and you know, he he does seem to be at this point the only you know true you know superhuman you know person, superhero type character that's around. Um and, you know, as the MCU grows and everything. And, it, you know, it's kind of remarked upon uh, later on in Civil War, you know, that since Tony became Iron Man, there's been this huge proliferation of uh, powered people um, existing. Uh, but and it's so interesting to find out that, you know, it's really since that 2008, since Iron Man appeared that, you know, all this started happening. So, yeah. And it's interesting. Very that he's put on such uh like like you said his his higher status in this one yeah you know, he's done a lot of good uh he's in the headlines a lot more he's being viewed very positively at the start of this movie but it is interesting because like i like we were talking about they just tried to juggle too many things because that's in such stark juxtaposition to the fact that he's like publicly kind of falling back on his own ways like the presentation he gives it's very sleazy it's very showy oh, yeah. you know like they make yeah. a lot of jokes about it and they have like this whole kind of he's falling back into bad habits thing but also they're also tr they're trying to set up that concept of him as a character where he struggles with doing things for the greater good you know which is something that we do see come back around in avengers and you know in civil war and it's something he right. struggles with in iron man 3 like they set that arc up here but they set it up so poorly because his yeah. it's still coming from a very selfish place but it gets distracted like they muddied the water so much with how good he's doing and i think that's a really interesting contrast because i think both of those are facets of his characters where he has this like self-destructive obsessive narcissistic attitude but also he struggles with big things and wants to be a better person those are both facets of his character but the, right. i think they were just they were balanced so poorly in iron man 2 <laughs> Yeah. And again, I think it's I think it's them finding the character in that, you know, because yeah. you know, mostly what you what you find in Iron Man 2 is that, yes, he's being heroic, but it's from his own narcissism in a lot of ways, like him going and basically, you know, privatizing peace and, you know, going around and you know saving the world or whatever is is not for you know the greater good. It's for his own ego. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's very much that way because, like you said, in his you know little sleazy speech at the beginning, it's all about him. You know, he says, right. "Oh, well, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about legacy." Blah blah blah. And it's like, no, it's a little bit about you, Mister. <laughs> so, <laughs> but which is very Tony Stark, which again goes into just how good Robert Downey Jr. is at playing this character. That yeah. you know, somebody who comes from, you know, that kind of. Um, past that he had where you know he was regarded as one of the best you know young actors um you know in the in the 80s and 90s before like the drugs just kind of overtook him and you know his life fell apart there for a little bit and you know the mcu kind of gave him that back you know and so it's like you know it's it's interesting to see as like as his star rises in the MCU, like as an, as the actor that he is, because Tony was arguably the main character of the first three phases. Um, yes. You know, we start with the movie where it ends with, I am Iron Man. And we end with the movie where he says, I am Iron Man. And, you know, and then that's, you know, we, we see the struggles of the, the MCU to kind of find its footing to a degree. I think the MCU has been fine since, since uh Endgame. You know, there's there's you know, been hiccups, but there were hiccups all along, you know. Right. Um. So it's just I think that this movie is interesting because it's just, you know, Iron Man, the first Iron Man did so well. And so you see it's kind of like the MCU kind of telling on itself in a way like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're good. You know, we're awesome, you know. Um, you know, we got to get knocked down a little bit, but we'll, we'll get back up. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's an interesting, like, the, like you said, this first phase is real interesting, uh, because of everything that's going on in it, uh, in terms of, you know, just the world building. Um, and, and there's, they struggle. I mean, each one of these, you know, Iron Man, I think hits it out of the park. Pretty The first Iron Man movie, I think hits it out of the park pretty well. There's not really anything in there. That's too terrible that I, I I can sit back and go, you know, oh, if you took that out, what whatever. But like, you know, um, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, there's little bits that are kind of like, you know, hiccupy in each one of those that, could, you know, get kind of better as you go along with the characters. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's interesting that the first phase is kind of uneven. Yeah. I think it, I think it's good and I it really is just so I know I keep saying endearing but that that is kind of like there's a charm in that first phase you know where they're just trying to yeah. figure it out and and they don't you can tell I I think especially Iron Man 2 you can tell that they did not have the faith that this was ever going to be as big as it is now <laughs> Yeah oh yeah <laughs> Because, like, Whiplash could have easily been a movie. Like, that could have easily been its own Iron Man yeah. movie. Um, and it just, you can tell that it it was rushed. Like, they wanted to cram a bunch of stuff in here. Uh, and it, you know, I if they had known, I think it could have been a lot smoother. But I, I also think it wouldn't have been quite as charming as it was as a phase of of the universe yeah. building. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting because I mean, we get within just a, a, a you know, just a, in the few short years, we get the full Iron Man trilogy. And I mean, obviously he continues on into the Avengers movies and, and into, you know, civil war and pops up in the Spider-Man movies and stuff like that. So they keep playing him out. You know, he keeps guest starring and stuff, even though his trilogy is done. Um, and so it's interesting to see this character who, you know, started the MCU get to continue throughout it. And then even then, you know, his legacy continues to be something that um, even even now you see on, you know, I'm recording this after the first episode of uh, Secret Invasion has come out. And, you know, there's there's, you know, it, they're in Moscow and there's like art on the wall of Iron Man. Uh, so it's like. You know, his legacy runs deep in the MCU, um, regardless of, you know, where, you know, that he's not around anymore. So it's interesting yeah. that, you know, his 
his character just looms large over it all. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, it, it it's um let's go back to Black Widow though. So because yeah. you know, her first appearance, um, it's you know, she spends most of, most of the time pretending to be you know, a, an assistant to first Tony and then to uh um uh, uh Pepper. Pepper and uh, you know it, it's 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 a little odd. It's I, I think it's very odd. I think it's very frustrating. Um the the way that she's handled i i don't want to go off on like a whole um (laughs) like feminist mcu thing everyone's heard it like there's stuff online about it all the time i will say in phase one i do think the writing of women was a weakness uh constantly but (laughs) i think like Iron Man, when you look at Iron Man and Iron Man Two, I do think there was a dequal- there was a decline in the quality of writing um, of secondary characters overall and women in particular. This was also one of my least favorite movies for Pepper, uh, who had already <laughs> been established, and I think trying to bring uh, Natasha in at this particular film uh set her back quite a bit you know we do finally have the black widow movie like she does finally have an entry but that was something that fans were uh like on about for a long time in the mcu because they made us wait for her oh it was ridiculous i and, can't and we finally got the movie after movie she dies back yeah i know yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> oh and, I mean, it, it's... and it's because like she's a secondary character they her introduction is just so she's like playing a triple secret agent or whatever but she's doing and you know tony keeps saying like how impressed he is with her but she's not doing a good job (laughs) which she stands out so much uh she has erratic mood swings she's violent uh she shows her entire hand she puts it on her resume like i just i I have to wonder what they thought they were doing with Natasha in this one because uh well, I don't I don't yeah. think it came across. No. And I think they, you know, after that point they kind of start to figure her out a little bit better. Um, you know, I think she's handled it a little bit better uh in uh the Avengers. And uh, you know, especially um in stuff like Civil uh not Civil War, in uh, Winter Soldier. Um Yeah. You know, which I know you have issues with the but it's uh uh but i think you know her (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's 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 an interesting like i i think that at you know as we get along as we go along with her you get you more and more and and see so inherently like i didn't have a problem with her being a just a side character who popped up in Avenger stuff because there are characters like that in the comic books who only exist as part of the Avengers and they never get a they never get a a title of their own. Um, so yeah. you only get to see a character once in a while. Um, you know, and 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 it's with um with Black Widow, her first appearance was in a was in an Iron Man comic book. So it's very much on brand with you know the comic books in that way. So it it wasn't like it was I I don't get me wrong I wanted to see a movie with her like just have her with her own movie but somebody like you know like Hawkeye or somebody who's a side character who doesn't necessarily need like you know out of the Guardians of the Galaxy do we need a Rocket and Groot movie by itself no we don't need that you know we just keep them as part of the movie and so I think that that's interesting that you know we did finally get a movie and it was a good movie I like I like the Black Widow movie um, but you know, I do feel like it that took too long because they had promised one so early on as well. So right. and that was different than just going, yeah, we're never gonna give her a movie. <laughs> so <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I also it's one of the issues, it's one of the bumps that I feel that they had is that they the the MCU doesn't always know when to do full arcs for people and they don't always yeah. know like which characters need the attention um and one issue that i because black widow to my understanding uh in my corner of the internet it was not particularly well received 
Um, it, not that it was bad, but like it, there was a very lackluster response to Black Widow, and I think part of that was just the timing because they had yeah. they had teased it for so long, and and she was a character that uh, people were really interested to see more from at a specific time in the history of the MCU. And it, right, yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I don't mind. I, I had a lot of issues with the way that her character was introduced, uh, like in execution, but I didn't mind her being a secondary character in right. an Iron Man movie. Like, I, I actually thought that was... I. I, I thought that was a good spot to bring her in at. It was just the way yeah. that it was done. That was oh yeah, and no, also no, no. because there was so much other stuff going on. It's like I don't know how well they could have feasibly done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I I think they could have expanded on any one of these elements, and it would have been a very strong arc. But like I honestly, they might have done the best that they could do with the time that they had for each of these individual plots. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's a, it's yeah, it's a, definitely weird having her in the movie. I mean, she gets a great scene towards the end. Um, uh, it's it's a really uh fun scene between with her and uh Happy, uh, her yeah. just kicking ass and him him he thinking so he's all cool because he, he gets one one. <laughs> one guy done. She's like kicked ten other guys down and. So. <laughs> It's such a great scene, but it you know, is. it's, it, yeah, with everything that the, the movie just feels so overstuffed, uh, there's so many things going on in it. There's like, you know, it, like, like I said, we're not even talking about like the whole Tony dying from the palladium poisoning, you know, him having to find a new unknown element to, you know, <laughs> to, to cure him and everything. It's just like, there's so much going on in this movie that you draws it focus away from the different other parts of it so and it makes like there are a lot of emotional moments or highlights or you know uh, there are glimpses where you can tell like this should have been a really big deal on paper but it they don't have the impact because there was just so much stuff going on uh i think a really good example of that is uh tony's dad uh yeah he, he sees the real you know and there's like this big emotional moment you know where it's like the greatest thing i ever created was you but it's not that emotional because the setup was yeah. so scattered in yeah. amongst everything else where... yeah you just don't get that like and i think that's kind of kind of why they come back to it in uh in game you know so they like you know it's and a it Tony can have this end game it works so much better in end game yeah so you know you get this new catharsis for him you know, and it's 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 just it's it's just weird. There's so many things that like they they lay down in these early movies that either you know, get picked up and done and and picked up and done better uh, later on, or they just you know just push aside and don't worry about it again. So, <laughs> and I mean, and that's fair. I mean, there's there's definitely things in these movies that I think are interesting that they they the kind of reference or or uh, go into that you know you think are going to be important and then they just kind of push it aside and that, again that's kind of like the comic books you think something's going to be interesting and important and then a new writer comes on and they're like no i'm not even going to pay attention to that so we're not going to worry about that so <laughs> you know and it's yeah. very much how these movies feel sometimes is like something comes along that'll contradict something that happened in the past and you just kind of have to roll with it and uh i know that's not very uh very fun for most moviegoers especially people who like really dig the the interconnectedness and uh, of it all and want them to uh to uh to pick up on those threads and stuff but it's just like you know sometimes they gotta they they gotta make adjustments because they're kind of like you know as much as they have a plan they're still kind of making this up all along like all like all along the way so yeah so and but which is, is which really to me is fun because yeah, I, I do think that's it's a tone that we've seen kind of shift in the MCU, which yeah. it makes sense because the Internet has only gotten bigger, uh, like nerd culture online has only gotten yeah. more mainstream since all of this happened. But it has shifted the tone of the movies because I've noticed there are a lot more... I, they go a lot more overboard with the Easter eggs. They spend a lot more time trying to explain how 
the multiverse connects to each other and these are fairly <laughs> new like too much time arguably yeah um, but like it's something that you can tell that society has kind of pressured the mcu to change and evolve to to kind of coincide with and again it, it just comes back to one of my favorite things about phase one of the mcu is that it does have that kind of comic book collaboration feel you yeah. know where they're kind of they're winging it and it's it's more about telling the story from where it's at and what they can manage than it is about right. you know pleasing fans online at a later date right. and i i do kind of miss that when even even with iron man 2 which i is not the strongest <laughs> example of where it has worked i think it's a i i it's still nice to see um I and think i they, i go ahead and sorry Oh, no. And just uh, like for all of that, even with all the inconsistencies and like um, like pacing issues, it's why phase one still has I think Iron Man 2 still ranks like it. It's still way up high in. Uh, yeah. The, the original Iron Man is way, way up high in my list of rankings. Oh, yeah. Still, yeah. you know, because they just it, when they knew what they were doing and they focused on the stories they were still knocking them out of the park, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would argue that I, I feel like they are still just trying to make things um, th their way. Kevin Feige is a fan of the comic books, so he's the one guiding it all. I don't think he's doing stuff for the fans. I don't think he's trying to please the fans. I don't think he's trying to do anything you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously you want to please the fans. Um, so maybe, you know, doing doing little nods here and there. But I think overall, he's just trying to tell the story he 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 wants to tell, um, you know, and I feel like he's got the firmest hand on everything, you know, despite, you know, whatever other writers or anything else. He's the one with the master plan going on and he's the one who wants it to go his way. So. It's a. Uh, I don't know, I just I. It's this. <laughs> the, I don't know. I I feel like these movies are just they're they're still so fun. Even with this one, like when, I remember when this one came out, whatever issues I had with it, I was still just so jazzed to have something going on in this this continuing saga of this interconnected movie universe. And so you know, it was just so much fun to you. Know, for another one to keep coming out and 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 to get teased, you know, because in this one we get the tease of of Thor, um, and yeah. you know, that was that was that was monumental at that time. So you know, it was because the movies were spaced out so much more, and because they, you know, we didn't get they weren't planned out as far ahead as they are now. Like now we know what all the movies are going to be. You know, most of the what the movies are going to be uh, coming up for the next several years, but. You know, back then we were just like, okay, well, there's only so many movies we have planned, so here's what you're getting. <laughs> you know, Do so you remember, uh, like I, I don't know if this is an experience that other fans had, uh, but I remember seeing that because I, I met the, I was at the same place. I was so excited that we were still getting these, you know, and everyone felt great. Uh, it's like we we're getting another one. It's still going, you know, but I, I do remember <laughs> seeing the decline in quality, specifically in Iron Man 2 and being a little bit worried where it's like, this isn't going to end. <laughs> like, because it just it <laughs> felt like less care had gone into it, you know, and I was just I I, <laughs> I remember I I kind of felt that way that with Thor. Um, Thor felt, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll get into it with the next one, but Thor, like kind of with this one and then with Thor, I was kind of like. Oh wow, they really need to get their shit on track, you know. Like, I love these movies. Don't get me wrong, but they're a little uneven, and I hope they do well, you know. And I hope yeah. they keep going. So, you know, and thankfully Disney bought them and was just like, okay, let's keep let's pump these out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good or bad, you know, it's it's you know, I, good I feel or bad. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I it's kind of a be careful what you wish for thing, because like, even though I wouldn't I, get rid of the MCU, n no, under no circumstances would I do that. But it does feel because I remember being back there in phase one right around this time period in the MCU and thinking like, I, I just I hope that they keep making them and Disney buying them out feels 
I know that's why we're still getting them, but it does often feel like a curse uh, sometimes. <laughs> uh, like a very much be careful what you ask for. Because now I feel like it's like, oh, you get them, but you get them several times a year all the time and it's all you get. <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> See for me that, that that doesn't bother me. I like getting I like getting the multiple mo movies and the multiple TV series, you know. But again, that's just you know because I'm such a hardcore Marvel nerd that like for me it's you know even when they don't work, I like you know I I'll, I'll argue that there's some stuff that I just didn't care for, like Moon Knight. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. I still watched it and I enjoyed parts of it, but you know it wasn't my thing. And you know for other people they really enjoyed Moon Knight. But, you know, there's there's things that I have that I like OK-ish. I'm kind of middle ground, um, and, you know, and there's you know, I would say that I would argue that for me, there hasn't been anything super terrible that, that the MCU that's been in the MCU yet. Um, you know, stuff that there's definitely stuff that I don't watch that much. But, you know, there's I would I would argue that at least even when it's even when it's not great, it's still better than a lot of the other comic book movies that have come out um you know over the years so just i, I would you know, be... oh i absolutely say that <laughs> <laughs> you you agree with me is what you're saying oh yeah um oh yeah definitely like i there's some stuff that i i had mcu burnout for a while um yeah and, and I, I have my own issues with Disney on and off anyway. So it was like the, there was a realistic point for me to step back a little bit. But I yeah, I think even with the burnout, because it was one of those things where like early in, you know, you could go in having never seen one of the MCU movies and you could watch it and you'd be getting a decent comic book movie. And then there was a point like in phase two where it was. I felt like I was being rewarded for having seen all of them. Like, I still felt like most of them could have been standalone movies, but they had, like, it It felt more like a community and more like, right. you know, being a part of something because I had been there since phase one and I, I was all caught up. And, and at some point, phase four uh, was that point for me where <laughs> I did feel pressured to watch all the things. And it's like, and when there were things that I wasn't as interested in, uh, that were going on even like because there was the whole thing that there was the whole confusion at the time with agents of shield and where it fit into yeah. the canon and it you know but it was like i didn't enjoy agents of shield that much so it was one of those like <laughs> i i just felt like i was like there was pressure to watch it anyway because it's right. like how are they going to call it back you know and then uh, and it kept escalating and phase four was where we got a lot more of the shows uh which i right. i think overall i like less but it was just one of those, like, <laughs> I, and that was where I started to kind of, like, experience that. Uh, so, the, yeah, there was a point where the MCU started to feel, like, uh, too much. Uh, loaded, the, yeah. Yeah, it felt loaded. Uh, and, and, and But the thing about it is that I still think, even with the shows, even with the movies that I didn't like, um, even with all my MCU hot takes, I do still think Marvel <laughs> has the best movies like the best comic yeah. book movies um i and it's hard because i the very limited amount of comics that i had the opportunity to read as a kid right uh because that was i like i liked comics as a kid but i didn't have the access to them you know it was okay. one of those kind of rare things uh and i i so like i could never follow whole arcs and stuff it was just like where right. i could get my hands on comic books and uh i always kind of preferred dc but then oh, okay. uh, but when it started so and i think it's one reason why i got like so into the comic book movie craze uh because it was a lot easier to watch a movie than it was to like collect a whole arc of comic books. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah. It, you know, so I, but when, as I started feeling much more favorably toward Marvel, when I switched to comic book movies, instead of trying to collect actual comic books, because right. the, the, <laughs> the DC movies uh, have burned me quite a few times. <laughs> so just yeah. like, 
to your point about the MCU having like s- some of the strongest movies and and being like a class above, that was true from the very beginning. And even with the frustration I felt, that's still true today. <laughs> like, right. Well, I wanted to go back to something you said too, because you mentioned about how like you felt like you're you're kind of bogged down in the continuity now, the kind of where you feel like you yeah. have to watch everything. Um, I still feel like they're doing enough in each individual movie and in each individual series to explain enough that you don't need to go back and watch that stuff. I think that if you do, it enriches what you you are watching. If you do decide to dive into all of it. Yes, you get a much broader experience. You get all the the little new uh, connections and stuff like that that you wouldn't get otherwise. But I don't think that anything is necessary that I think that even if you watch something that even with something like, um, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, if you watched both of those, um, you know, because those were, you know, basically part one and part two, that if you just watch those without any of the other stuff that went into it, you would generally understand what was going on. You might not pick up on every little plot thread and everything, but you would still understand most of it. And then if you decided to go, okay, well, I'm interested now in some of that other stuff, I'll go back and check out some of that stuff. Then it would just kind of fill in some information that, you know, maybe you might've been slightly confused on, but I think that overall, I think for the most part, and I'm coming at it from a, a, a perspective that, I I don't have because I have seen it all. So, but from what I've heard from people who don't watch everything that by and large, they can understand most everything that's going on and they can, they can keep up with the plots and and all that. So it's not solely. um, That's good to hear. Yeah. It is. I, it still was, I, I don't want to say that it had me in kind of like a hostage situation, but it was, it (laughs) It was a big fear that I had because I had, uh, like you, up through phase three and well into phase four, I had seen everything. And there was yeah. just this fear where it's like, you know, am I quit going to be able to enjoy the ones that I still want to go see if I'm not right. entirely? Because I it was just a perspective I didn't have. The, the yeah. only like point of reference I had was um, my dad. Because he, so he doesn't like comic book movies, uh, but he really likes going to the theater. And there there were a few years in there where, you know, if I dragged him, he would go watch a Marvel <laughs> movie with me. And, it, and he always seemed confused. But then it was like, is it because he hasn't seen all the MCU movies or is it because he wasn't like paying attention? Because it's a, yeah, because he's just not into it. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks because I, and I still maintain this. I think if he had not known that it was based off of a comic book, he would have really liked Guardians of the Galaxy, just because that's like yeah. such a <laughs> yeah, know? it's just it, an out there bonkers that, idea. Yeah. And it felt really self-contained, you know, the first yeah. one. But he was like, I don't know, it was a comic thing. <laughs> it's like, all right, well. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've dipped much of your toe back into stuff lately and everything like that, but I would give that a try. Just kind of watch the things that you're sort of interested in first um, before you, you know, if you're if you're not, especially if you're not interested in going back and rewatch and in watching everything that you've and missed. Just yeah, just pick just pick and choose the things that you're most interested in and give that a shot and see how that works for you. Given I, I think that, that might you be do have better way yeah. for me to approach it. Um, I, and I will say, cause I just got my, I just recently got the Disney plus subscription back. Yeah. So I've been, and the one that I've been really interested in, uh, since I quit has been multiverse of madness. Cause I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. So yes. I highly <laughs> recommend that one. fan. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I, and I it, have it, been thinking about like just picking up with that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I highly recommend that one. I think that, you know, there were a lot of people who complained that, oh, well, you have to watch WandaVision to understand what's going on. You don't. Okay. If you watch if you watch WandaVision, great. It's it's a fun show. It's it's it definitely gives you the background, like a deeper background for what's going on with Scarlet Witch, but you don't need it to understand what's going on. They give you enough information in Doctor Strange um to uh to understand what's going on. Um, That's so, you know, you'll have to watch it and let me know, uh, cause yeah. I'll be interested to see your, your take on that. Cause you haven't seen WandaVision yet. Right. 
I have not seen WandaVision yet. WandaVision, yeah, so I, I would... think, was right where I dropped out. Okay, yeah. So I would say, yeah, give that a try and see how that works for you. And then, you know, let me know. And then, yeah. you know, I, I'd be interested to to hear the perspective of it. Because at least you've seen most of everything up until that point. And so you mm-hmm. kind of at least have somewhat of a background of what's going on. And then maybe you can just dip in and out when you want to. Like, And I, f- I feel like that's honestly a g- good way to go. Even for somebody new to the MCU who's never seen anything, just watch the yeah. things you're interested in. You don't have to watch everything. It, it If you do watch it all, sure, it's great. It's fun. You get all the extra little you know, things in the with all that it's like for me like with the marvel comic books there were only certain things that i read and i would be missing references like oh well such and such happened in some other story well yeah so okay so if i really want to know what happened in that i can go watch that or i can go read that story but i don't have to you know you know whatever is happening with daredevil you know it's like i can go read the daredevil story but if i'm not interested in daredevil at the moment i don't have to you know so it's it's it's, I think the movies are trying to do that. And I think they've been trying to do it in that way. Sure. You're when you're leading up to a bigger story. Yeah. It's nice if you hit certain bits here and there, but you don't have to, you can still just watch the big thing and then, you know, go fill in later. If you really feel like you missed something. Which is good. I feel like, um, I, I do feel like that's how it is probably meant to be consumed. I, and I taking a break from it, I'm hoping is going to allow me the freedom to start consuming it that way. It was just so hard because yeah. it was like it oh, was yeah. so especially with Avengers uh, and again with Age of Ultron. Uh, and I guess again with <laughs> um, Endgame, it was like it, there was that very satisfying feeling of like having the completionist yeah. <laughs> route of MCU where I just felt like I was in on everything. But it, it became... Right. I like after uh, Disney bought it out and with the streaming services and everything, it just became a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think if you just hit the things you're interested in, I think you'll be one, you'll, you'll find it more satisfying just for you because you'll just only get the things you really want to pay attention to. And you won't really have that um, sense of loss. Like, Oh, I have to watch everything. And you'll, you'll, yeah. I, I, I truly believe that, you know, as much as sure, they want you to watch everything if you if, if you can, <laughs> you know, that that's the great thing about it. You don't have to. You can just pick and choose. You can d- just enjoy it for what it is. You know, and I, I know there's people who are interested in only certain characters. They're only interested in Doctor Strange. So they'll only watch whatever Doctor Strange is in. So, you know, it's 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 interesting in that way that I know there are people who do that. And so it, it's always like, OK, well, that's that's a way to do it. And like I. <laughs> you know, whatever way, whatever way works best for you, I think is always the 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 best way of doing it. Especially because, don't get me wrong, I I as much as I enjoy the movies, sure they can feel a little bit samey at times. Um, yeah. but you know it, it, and especially when I think the problem is is that when everybody else is out there doing them, like DC and all the other comic book movies and everything else that's going on, it's just. You know, it it does feel like there's a lot and it's too much at times. So, you know, because we just got the flash and, you know, this was all like multiversal and everything. And it's just like, okay, but Marvel already just did that, you know? So, (laughs) yeah, we'd like to see something else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, but going back to Iron Man 2, as much as Iron Man 2 is, it has issues. I still think it's a it, it's a it's an interesting and fun movie at times. There's a lot going on, um, good and bad. Um, it sets up stuff. It 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 you know, uh you get some Sam Jackson as Nick Fury again, which is always a plus. Um it's it's always interesting that he didn't get more play in in the MCU. You know, you would have yeah. figured he would have popped up more often or maybe even got a movie of his own. It's nice to see him getting this TV series with S- Secret Invasion now. So yeah um and it is it is kind of strange how little he pops up because he feels like such a presence in it yeah (laughs) well and he's like you know he's been there since the beginning he was there in iron man one so it's like you know just as much as tony was like that's what's interesting is like as to me it feels like instead tony being like the the big character for the whole thing it should have really been nick fury 
but it probably should have been. <laughs> they did. They didn't do it that way. And so, you know, and I get it, you know, Robert Downey Jr. He's a presence, you know, he's, he's that guy, you know, but yeah. you know, I, I feel like, you know, Sam Jackson, he's still, he's still around. He's still doing it. And he's uh, from what I've read, he'll continue to do it as long as he can. So That's I'm all, all, all the more for it. All right. Well, um, um one more point about Iron Man 2 just cuz yes. I I can't not talk about it. Can you ima- <laughs> it's it's so funny how things age. Can you imagine the absolute outrage if Elon Musk made a cameo in oh, a Marvel my film God. today? Oh. I just I I almost lost it when I saw that. I'd completely forgotten. I had forgotten about it too. Like <laughs> You know, and the funny thing is, the only reason why he really got that is there was a short amount of time where everybody in the world kind of respected Elon yeah. and thought he was actually like our world's version of Tony Stark. They're, like they, they actually said oh, that. Oh yeah, there. Um, I've said that. that just you know, like, believe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, and I was completely misinformed. I completely <laughs> take it back. I was wrong. Um, you know, so it's just like. No, like seeing that. Thankfully, it's such a small bit, but it's like when you, but it's like when you watch movies nowadays too, and you see Trump in them, and you're just like, oh god, like no, can we erase this part? One of his cameos the other day, and it's like, oh boy, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) different era. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's yeah, the Elon cameo feels very much in line with that same kind of you know used to be (laughs) kind of kind of important ish type of thing yeah. and you know it's kind of gone by the wayside at this point yeah i could not imagine him popping up in a movie now <laughs> that just i had to rewind i had completely forgotten it and i like <laughs> part of me almost didn't believe it had happened you know it's like no <laughs> yeah uh well all right all well right. that being said uh i i think uh we have beaten this uh movie to death uh <laughs> But uh, uh, why don't you let people know where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. Uh, you can check out my website, catvalour.com. And make sure you go check out her book, uh, Revenge Arc, uh, yeah. which is coming in August. It's coming up. <laughs> it is coming up soon. I, I actually, you know, I, I did get an a, a, a advanced reader copy, uh, but I did also because I'm terrible at actually reading physical <laughs> books these days. Um, I only read digitally. I did pre-order uh, the book as well uh, through oh, uh, through uh, the website. So yeah, I wanted to because I do want to read it. Um, I just didn't. I just realized, you know what? I'm never going to be able to read this like physically. It's cool. I like having it on my shelf. It's really nice. But at the same time, I'm I'll have to wait till it comes out on digital, and then I will read it for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> well, thank so. you for pre-ordering. And I I know exactly. Yeah. I'm the reverse situation though because like i'll sign up for uh like digital arcs all the time and then it's like i can't read from the screen this much it'll give me a headache and then i i end up buying the physical (laughs) that's so funny yeah no i would love to have books around my house (laughs) yeah no and like i was i was planning on doing that i was gonna be like okay i'm just gonna buy books you know all these books that people are doing and everything and i was like it's cool i'm not i'm not super back into reading yet like i read comic mm-hmm. books don't get me wrong i read comic books all the time but for some reason reading a normal book has just escaped me uh the last few years and uh which seems to be a common theme for a lot of people um but you know i was just like well it'd be cool to have a, a shelf with all these but then i was like i'm never gonna actually read these i need to get the digital copies and just focus on doing only digital so i'm actually kind of building a digital library of stuff especially um like small press horror and stuff and you know um I got yours coming. I've got um I I, I uh ordered uh Angel's um uh, uh livestock book. Uh oh, and I'm nice. I'm about midway through that. I haven't gotten to your story yet. Um <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh um I've or- I've gotten a bunch of stuff and I like um uh helped kickstart um uh, what is it? Um oh I forget who that is. Um oh is it off limits? No, it was the oh. um Gosh, I'm completely blanking and I feel bad. I'm gonna edit this. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh do, 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 do. uh hear a scream press. Um they oh, nice. 
yeah, their crawling anthology campaign. So that plus, I guess it's like, um, what is it? The crawling anthology and uh, several other books that they're going to be putting out uh, later this year. So yeah, I got the eBooks for all that. So yeah. And just trying to like, you know, one just to kind of help out small press type stuff, you know, just because I feel like it's kind of interesting to see everybody coming out with all these new small presses and independent books and everything. And I'm like all here for that um, because I think it's better than, you know, having to go through all the other crap and, uh, you know, and and getting (laughs) denied all the time. So it's better that these uh, small presses are around. So I'm just trying to buy stuff here and there, especially like, because on, you know, on digital, it's so much cheaper. So, which is is. nice, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, for a lot of these, it's a lot cheaper and it's a lot easier for me to just throw it on my tablet and read, read when I'm able to. So, but yes, I'm very excited for your book. Uh, uh, and cause it definitely seems like something I'd be into. So, uh, the book also, we, I just got, um, I, I just got a sneak peek at the uh, full color for the art. We, we commissioned, like, I keep, people keep being confused when I talk about this. Cause they're like, is it a comic? And it's not, but we yeah, did commission yeah. three comic pages for it okay. uh, that I, I have come in. I've finally got to see the full color art and they're so Ooh. pretty. <laughs> and oh, then well, I felt I really bad for that. the, like for the arc readers. Cause it's like, you know, we commissioned, we, yeah. we got our commission in after the arc and it's like, Oh no. <laughs> But the comic art. Well, that's okay. I'm glad I I'm glad I uh, uh, ordered the digital copy. Then, so yeah, so I'm glad you have that. the digital copies. So you can see uh, our our three whole comic pages that we got. <laughs> hey, that's really cool. So, all right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, yes, thank you for I having will, me. Yeah, definitely. Thanks again to Cat for joining me. On next week's episodes, Hugh McStay joins me on Monday to talk about Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and Wes Craven's new nightmare. And on Friday, Larry from the Your Move Creep podcast joins me to talk about Thor. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving the show five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please share the podcast on social media to help spread the word. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. Music for the podcast composed by Jerry Smith. You can follow the podcast on social media at creepyandgeeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm geekthulu on Twitter and geek.thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more on TeePublic or by donating to the Kofi page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget... Stay creepy.